So I finally get up to the intersection. Sure enough, this guy's still sitting there. I see a driver in there. He's got his hands on his head. I'm like, what okay. the hell is this dude's issue? So I get out of the car, and that's when I see the body. Good afternoon, good evening, hello, how are ya? Guess who's back? Back again. Back in black. I am I'm in the sack. Black. I see that. Not, not yet. I, I will been be Been so soon, long, though. I'm glad to be back. Brandon's back. Woohoo! This is Mike Morazzo. That is Brandon Silvera. This is episode 16 of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast. Before we start, I want to thank again Nelson for filling in last week. It was fun. And now it just seems like we're back to normal. There's my buddy. I, I feel like instead of the, the regular, regular show intro, you should have played the song Reunited and It Feels So Good. I would if we paid for ASCAP <laughs> and we could afford that. I would have all kinds of music on here. But due to, um, you know, rights. Hey, remember I told you that I would pay you $5 to sing? Yes, I do remember. And, and you did. Yes, I did. I sent you $5. I laughed hysterically when I woke up in the morning and I saw $5 in my PayPal account for singing. See? I'm a man was, of my word. I was instantly reminded that I made an ass out of myself for the three <laughs> listeners that we have, you, me, and probably my wife or or my, uh, my stepmom, Janet. I know she's a big fan of the show. That's hilarious. I'm glad that they got to hear you sing. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, they've heard me sing before, but it's usually after... Uh, several beverages. Okay. Well, like the Joker says, I'm a man of my word. So I had to pay you your five bucks. You know, PayPal's great because otherwise I'd have to ship you a check in the mail and that would suck. Yeah. Because I don't get to see you since you're all the way on the other side of the world. I had one other question for you because I asked Nelson. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I don't want to forget this. I sent you... 20 stickers for the podcast. I received 20 stickers. Oh, good, because I sent them to Don and Nelson. And Nelson's like, I don't know. I got to check the mail. I'm like, check the mail? It was like a month ago. <laughs> got to go find those did, things. It did take a while to get there. I think I only got them maybe um, like a week and a half ago, maybe. All right. That's weird. I, I, uh, I got them, and then I had opened it up. and go, oh, I almost forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> I had I heard nothing. I saw nothing posted on Instagram that you received the, these stickers. Uh, no text, you know, nothing. So I don't well, know if you got them or not. I'm I'm busy. I've, and I'm terrible at texting people. Okay. Well, that's my preferred method of conversation. Yeah, same here. Is, is texting. That's when people call me. I get a little weirded out like somebody's dead. <laughs> I will tell you that. Oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> To anybody that's listening, because I know my twin sister listens and I got some other family members who listen. Instagram Messenger is not a good way to get in touch with me. Just putting that out there. If you want to <laughs> send me an important message and you have my phone number, do not send it via Messenger because I shut those notifications off. And I don't want to hear all because I get bombarded with videos and stuff from my buddies and then my, my family members will send me a messenger. Oh, don't forget, this is very important. I sent you this. Well, fuck. I'm not going to get that for like five <laughs> days. 
here here is text here, me here it goes level of importance okay if it's an important message this is for everybody it's the world we live in if it's a meme or a video or something that is not important at all zero importance that can go in a in messenger a dm something like that if there is any level of importance to it or something that they need to see relatively soon text message if right. it's something that cannot wait phone then call then we go phone call <laughs> if it can wait put it in a text yes if it can't wait then phone call and why do we have to have we, these and if we don't answer Leave a freaking message. Because right. guess what? If you call me and I just either don't hear the phone or go, I'm not answering that because I don't want to, and there's no corresponding message, it obviously was not important. Exactly. And I'm not going to call you back right away. Right. It's 2021. We have parameters that are set up for phone calls, text messages, and messaging services like Messenger. Yeah. that's You just ranked the – it would be on. like your – your code, I don't. You guys have those codes, the code one, code two, code. I think. Oh no, priority one, priority yeah, two. Yeah, we priority have three. we have priorities. This would be like right. A phone call PD. would be like a priority one. Like it cannot wait. Yes. We're gonna go right now. Right. Messenger Drop is what like you're doing. if if we can get to it, we'll get to it. But the sergeant will most likely make it beat info, and nobody will right. remember it within twenty minutes. Yes, that's messenger. So the, I just had to tell everyone out there because that's <laughs> an issue I have going on in my family. <laughs> There are multiple guilty people with that. I don't know. So, it kind of sounds like you singled out your sister. Well, she's the main culprit. <laughs> I, lo I love her to death, but for fuck's sake, text me. You have my phone number. So uh, how was your week? Because you've been gone. Yes. <laughs> and this is the first we've spoken in maybe 10 days. It's been a little bit. Um, so this most recent week at work was relatively relaxed i guess i'm hoping more exciting than Did, mine so yeah i have something well, for the show potentially well I'll, I'll get into the the week prior to that because that's when all the shenanigans okay. happened yeah. um so we we did uh we had a drug addict pass away recently like two days ago and um decided like there were the security so security guards are stupid and probably shouldn't not, have the job that they have not all security guards 90, now, ninety nine point nine nine wait nine nine no let nine 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 infinity nine 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 until I get tired percent. There's like there maybe is... one security guard. Now I'm not. Now I'm talking like not security officers who are no, actually police officers. Not that security work. officers. These guys okay. that are like in right. their mid twenties that become like security guards are usually pretty pretty worthless unless it's any type of reputable company these i'm One talking of them's your average, on our new hire list well <laughs> fire a security him. guard at the motel six so go yeah, ahead get rid of him he's useless so it, it's the super low income housing that they use to get homeless people off the street and the security that they hire to control entry and exit into these things because they're not supposed to have guests uh, don't really do their job and when one of their residents um, turns up dead, they seem to uh, be okay with letting the last person to see them alive that was in the apartment with them leave the scene before the police show up. That's not good. Yeah. So, And that's about as far into it as I can get because we found out – we were able to ID him because he signed in under a fake name. We were able to ID him and find out that he's on parole. 
and we were going to take this a little bit further. And I hit up a buddy of mine and asked him, Hey, do you know where this guy is? He goes, uh, no, I've been looking for him for two weeks. Hmm. Uh, because this is not the first time this has happened with this guy. Has he absconded from parole? Nope. He still is, has checked in. His parole is oh, still valid. Okay. Um, but there are some certain investigators who have questions that they would like him to answer. So I can't, can't get too far <laughs> into it uh, just because it's brand new. But the week before. Of course. The week before. Holy sheesh. So I actually yeah, arrived what was to that? a scene. I got to arrive to a scene prior to a 911 call being placed. <laughs> you got to the scene before. Yeah. You were requested to the scene by a 911 yep. call. Yeah. It's, I hate that. I, <laughs> not, I'm not so a fan do of doing that. <laughs> Especially when it's in a major intersection and it involves a car and a person. <laughs> Yee. So let me, let me just lay, lay out the whole shit show that this was. All right. So I'm cruising along and so I'm approaching this major, I mean, one of the most major intersections in the city. I see this truck. It's like a late 80s, early 90s GMC Sierra 1500 single cab. Okay. So back when trucks were made out of metal. (laughs) Yes. And it is stopped in the middle of this intersection. And I'm sitting there looking at it. What the hell is this guy doing? Can you see a driver? No, I just I just sitting there like, what the hell, what is going on here? And as I'm getting closer, and I'm getting more and more irritated. So I finally get up to the intersection. Sure enough, this guy's still sitting there. I see a driver in there. He's got his hands on his head. Like, what okay. the hell is this dude's issue? So I get out of the car, and that's when I see the body. A body. A body. In front of his a, truck. A human body. Well, it was in front of mine. <laughs> Oh, wait, he hits. So so I look down at the body and it's, I mean, both legs are clearly broken. Arm is clearly broken. Oh, no. And all I hear is him going. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Well, let me get everybody here. So it's just me, middle of this intersection at about. 1030 at night. Okay. Like, all right, I need, I need, I think I said, I need the channel. <laughs> send, send me the channel. What? what? It, it was, Everyone it was, on the channel, yeah, come to my location. On the channel, I need you here. <laughs> right now. Because, because truck hit guy, got guy, guy, not good. Guy bad. Oh. Do you guys... Uh, so I'll ask you we got, we get there and I mean, this, this poor, I mean, both guys, I feel bad for both of them. I mean, one of them, I mean, obviously he passed away, but the driver, I felt bad cause it, it was a legit accident. Yeah. A pedestrian crossing and at night yeah. with no reflective clothing on and yeah. Against yeah. a, the little orange hand. Right. So maybe I he mean, doesn't read tr- sign language. Yeah. Or he it's didn't read universal. sign language. Now he doesn't read anything. Yeah. So. I think the driver we estimated hit him at about 45, 50 miles an hour. Okay. And then didn't get a chance to apply the brakes until after impact. So from point of impact to point of rest was over 60 feet. Okay. We did do CPR on him. I 
think mainly because we're to make the guy to in the truck the feel good, feel a little bit better of like he's yeah. got a chance, right? But when the paramedics show up and you look at him, you're like he's. So they they took over once CPR started because per their policy they have to do it for you know twenty minutes before they can before they can call it, right? And if there's any inkling of hope, they'll transport to a trauma center where the trauma team will work on him for a while, and then the trauma doctor. I mean, wh- when you hear the trauma doctor in the room tell you everything's broken, oh god, that's usually usually did not you a good go? Sign. You followed the ambulance to the hospital. Yeah, so I followed the ambulance because I was the only one not blocking traffic because I was <laughs> right there. Okay. So I went there. They worked on him, and it was it. It was one of those things where I mean, before I left the scene, I knew he was dead. Before I at before I started the first chest compression, I knew he was dead. I've heard that little <sighs> sound before. Yeah. And uh, did you hear the agonal single... breathing or no? Yeah, that was what the last little little bit was before the final little uh exhale which is i i always will say that it's it's the soul escaping the body that's when you've taken that last little last little bit so yeah get to the hospital they they work on him and it was i mean they called it relatively quick i was surprised they worked on him as long as they did because it was it was pretty i mean it was obvious to me i mean he his eyes were open when I found him, and they never blinked once. And I mean, if you've seen one, one person who's who's dead, you know what that look, what that dead oh, yeah. look in the eye looks like. And that was what unfortunately it was the second I got there. Yeah, I have a couple incidents similar to that, if I can. Sure. So one was we got a call. This was uh, last year. I think it was winter time. It had to be rush hour was just starting. It was at the end of our shift. And we get the call for the pedestrian struck by a car on our main thoroughfare. Traffic's only 30 miles an hour there, but during rush hour, fucking assholes drive like 50 miles an hour. So there was a woman walking from the south side of the street to the north side of the street, half a block from the intersection, major intersection, where there's obviously lights and crosswalks. So this woman is standing in the middle of the street and someone driving by hits her with a mirror of her car and it knocks the woman down and then a truck rolls over her. Eesh. So my partner, who was first on the scene, he's not there three seconds and I hear him say, we have a fatal. Three seconds. And I, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, well, hold on a second. How does he know? <laughs> You're not a doctor. All of her guts were out of her body and on the street. Hence, he knew right away. I have seen somebody survive being eviscerated. Oh, no. Well, before we get to that gross story, uh, <laughs> the, the, back to your... You arrive on a 911 scene before the call for 911 goes out. Uh, many, yeah. many, many years ago, I was on 3 to 11s, and it had to be, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. And I was doing my almost last round. Of pa- almost made it. Around a patrol. It's raining really bad. And I turn southbound on a one-way street 
off our main street and I make my loop around. I come back northbound, back up to the main street, one block uh, west. And as I turn east to go back towards the station, I see this humongous wreck right in front of me. Car gets T-boned, pushed into a telephone pole. I mean, it literally happened as soon as I turned right to go eastbound. It happened right in front of me, literally uh, half a block away, maybe 200 feet from me. And I'm like, holy shit. So I, you know, I call in. I got a major traffic crash. You know, I need all the units that we have over here. And this guy was traveling westbound. He was going to go home. I didn't know it at the time. He had a daughter with him. So he's westbound. He's waiting in traffic to turn southbound on the one-way street that I had just driven on. It's a four-lane highway or roadway. People coming from the west are doing at least 45 until the, you know, the speed breaks down to a slower speed. And it's raining, and he turns left in front of someone traveling probably 45 miles an hour, which T-bones him and then pushes him up against a telephone pole. So he's, the passenger side of the car was crushed by this other car, driver's side of the car crushed by the telephone pole, and it blew out all the windows, blew out this sunroof, and I run up. There's someone at the driver's side door that because he was right behind the car when it happened and I pull up right behind him he's already at the driver's side door and he's like reaching into the car and I'm like don't touch him and he's like I'm a paramedic I'm like touch him <laughs> whatever you got to do <laughs> he's like okay so they EMS comes they extricate this guy he had a bunch of clothes in his car like in the back seat so I'm like going through the car I can barely get in there because of both sides of the car are crushed you know yeah. So I, I rip open the passenger side door and I, I'm in there and I'm moving shit around, clothing and stuff. And then I find a seven-year-old daughter oh, buried under the clothing on the floor of the car. And her head, she's suffered, you know, major head trauma. So we get her out and the, di the dad died. He died almost on impact. And the daughter survived. Her name was Kukla. I remember. I still know her name. I went to see her in the hospital, like, you know, a couple of weeks later. She uh, had a fractured skull, which is in, the, you know, numerous pieces. And they said the part of her brain that suffered damage would be the part that is responsible for your emotions. So physically, she was okay, except for the fractured skull. And then the brain damage would, would affect her growing up. Uh, emotionally she wouldn't have any she wouldn't you know be able to feel any emotions so that was my well, 911 call before 911 was called well that's depressing yeah but I'm just glad I was checking the car for some reason because they almost just left it yeah you know what I mean and you yeah, know what it probably sucked? saved her life it probably did he lived I think it was 20 houses away from where he turned if he would have just waited in a rainstorm, one minute, 30 seconds yeah. till the car passed, you know? So anyways, that's my sad story about showing up on a 911 call of the crash. All right. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's bringing everybody down. All right. So for those of you that are already suffering from depression... <laughs> Here's a little another bit of about Here, for you. Here's a little bit more for you. 
if you don't have enough on your plate, I'm scooping uh. more shit on it. So the rest of the week, let's see. Here. I'm just I'm just gonna blow right past it. We're gonna move other, on. <laughs> other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? Well, the beginning okay. part was great. The ending kind of <laughs> kind of sad. Yeah. The rest of the week was just it's uh, it's just busy, man. Well, a lot of calls for service. A lot of like kind of calls that don't really amount to much. Okay. Just people like we had one last night. I think it was our last call of the night. It actually made me laugh. It was uh, came out as a domestic disturbance where the call taker could hear like a loud verbal in the background between a man and a woman. So we uh, we jam out there and find both of them standing out on the sidewalk. Like, all right, what's the deal? And I'm talking to the, the girlfriend. She's like, yeah, he's just upset because I won't talk to him. Wait, what? Yeah, he got pissed off because I didn't want to talk to him. But he's the one that called the police. Yeah, I know. I told him. Like, I'm not hitting you. I'm not kicking. I'm not hurting you. Like, why are you bothering them? And I thought that she was just being, you know, dramatic with why. Yeah. Trying to downplay why why there was a 911 call. And I talked to my buddy that was talking to the guy. And I go, so... Why did he call 911? Because his girlfriend wouldn't talk to him. Are you? What? Uh, And I have a question. Do you do paper on that? Because I I brought it up in this last episode with Nelson that we have to do physical reports for domestic verbal arguments. So it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, When I worked in... Monterey, we had something that was called an MP domestic, Mary Paul domestic, which I always assumed stood for Monterey Police Domestic. Uh, Which basically, if you were in one of the qualifying relationships for domestic violence, if you so much as argued and that argument rose to the level of police being called out, a report was going to be taken. Yeah, which is against everyone's civil rights. Yeah, more or less. So no, no more. No. <laughs> it's just documentation. Literally, all, all it was was like, it's none yeah, of your business to this call. None of your business. For, don't argue. A verbal so argument. The police has to be called. Someone's sticking their nose into someone else's business. Yes. That yeah. brings me to my next point. Mind your own damn business. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't need a third party caller saying two, a man and a woman are arguing. So what? Yeah. Mind your so, own business. Now where I work. Uh, we would clear that call and just never think about it again. Like we oh, did that's this nice. one. Yeah. Okay. We just would look at it. So it was just an argument because she didn't want to talk to you. Yes. Okay. Did she, did did she hit you? No. Did you hit? Right. Her? There's no violence involved. No, no threat yeah. of violence involved. And I think because it was it was right about the time that we're about to head in, and it was my Friday. So sometimes I don't have the most patience. So yeah. I, I believe what I said was, so she didn't hit you. No. It was just verbal. Yes. Because she didn't want to talk to you. Yes. See. So why am I here? Why am I here? Right. Well, I, uh, 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 okay. Well, um, 
do, do you think you're going to be fine? Are you okay now? Yes. Okay. We're going to leave. If, if something happens where it's going to become physical, leave, separate yourself from the situation. Uh, if it does become physical, please call us and we will take everybody to jail. Yeah. You, you have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Well, we, we'd be required to write a report on what he said, what she said. Well, when it's sucks. no one's business. Yeah. I don't mean to say this for the second episode in a row, but it really is nobody's business. <laughs> what if it, I'm arguing not, about what pizza I want with my wife. Well, and that's always been my thing is like if arguing with your spouse was a crime, I think everybody <laughs> in this country would have been to jail already. Yeah. So, I All mean, right. if we're going to, if, if that's going to be the threshold, then uh, <laughs> you're going to need to rethink that whole defund the police deal. <laughs> but um, that's it for the rest of the week. It, yeah, it was pretty much it. It was a pretty slow week. I mean, there was, we ended up having a report of gunshots. I actually found the casings and yeah. found video of the jackass driving down the street, firing up into the air. At the window? Yeah. God dang it. Where do those I bullets mean, come down? I, do, I said the same thing. I go, how do we never get a report of a bullet just coming through a roof? Right. Or because someone's head. Yeah. Or, like, through a car or anything. Like, we never get a call of, like, hey, I found a bullet in my yard. Right. Where it, is it going? I've I always wondered that. I don't know. Because I, gravity goes up. It's got to come down. Of course. And we're not shooting a Barrett 50 cal where, like, we actually have a shot of getting it pretty high. Like, there's no crosswind. Like, if you shoot a 9 mil straight into the air, there's no way that it's going to get high enough to where a strong crosswind could blow it that far. I, yeah, I don't understand the physics I, of it. Um, I just know that every time I see some shithead doing that, the bullet never comes down and strikes them. I'm wondering where the hell it's going. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, it, it's... You see the Al-Qaeda guys with their AK-47s doing yeah, it all just, the time. Those uh, fucking bullets should rain down and kill the whole troop. You would think. I, I would. I we, we should be so lucky. Yeah. I gotta go through like look. I gotta look through the MythBusters like back catalog to see if they ever tested that because I feel like that's something that they would have tested. That does sound like it's something that they should have checked. Yeah. So that was that was the only other like real eventful thing that I I remember. Okay. I, I had another interesting experience with uh, an airline this time, not a not a tire shop. <laughs> What's so like what? Okay, so flying out to to Denver for our little weekend getaway to go see grandma and grandpa with the kids. Grandma and grandpa live in Denver, they smoke pot? No. I'm no. just curious. Okay. I'm sure at some point they did. Probably I'm gonna guess mid late eighties. Okay. Probably even into the nineties. Into the nineties? Okay. I'm gonna guess. I don't know. I have it's possible. Nothing, I mean, nothing they're in Colorado. Up. Yeah. Well, okay. no, they didn't start out in Colorado. They ended up there. Oh, all right. Uh, they're California transplants. Gotcha. Before, before it was cool to flee the state. <laughs> now it's in vogue. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, I get off work Thursday, and we had planned on, instead of me coming all the way back home and then like coming up the next day to maximize our time, we would just fly out Thursday right after I got off of work. Okay. So... Decided to fly southwest. I got a direct flight. The want to get away fare is pretty cheap. Sure, why not? So we booked a trip. 
It's supposed to be direct flight, San Jose to Denver. About a week before. That's what the paperwork said? That's what the paperwork said. Okay. About a week before, we get an update. Hey, your flight didn't fill up. So what we're going to do is we're going to push it about two hours. And we're going to add a stop in Denver. Or not Denver, uh, Vegas. We need more people on this plane. So we can fill up the plane, make it worth their while to actually make the flight. Totally get why they're doing it. If you're flying for a a cheap fare, you kind of have to expect that kind of thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. So, all right, fine, whatever. I go out to uh, go off to breakfast, get some pancakes. Breakfast. Breakfast. Pancakes. uh, That sounds good. I love pancakes. Me too. Uh, Picked up uh, a shirt for Brian. Over at Dogwood, he's gonna come pick that up. On, the shirt uh, I'm weekend. wearing, I'm wearing his shirt right now. Yeah, so I got him uh, one of our PD shirts. Okay. And then uh, met the family at the at the police department, so we could go all go off to the airport. Get on the plane. Everything's going honky dory. Land in Vegas. All the people who are gonna stay in Vegas get off the plane. Other people get on the plane. The pilot comes on. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, it looks like we got a little bit of weather uh, just outside of the airport, so they're going to hold us here on the runway for about uh, about 20 minutes, and then uh, we'll be on our way to Denver. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll just, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's 20 minutes, right? <laughs> okay. So finally get up in the air, and I, th- I think the flight time from Vegas to Denver is supposed to be something like an hour, hour 30, something like that. About 45 minutes in, I feel the plane turn. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, that's weird. And then, uh, ding. Uh, this, is your, uh, this is your captain speaking for the flight deck. Uh, looks like we've got some weather in, uh, in Denver, and it's, they're diverting us to Salt Lake City for a little bit. So we're going to head to Salt Lake, and then, uh, then we'll, we'll see if uh, this weather can clear out. All right. So <laughs> they're gonna fly around Salt Lake, or actually land in Salt Lake. So I think the plan was to land. I, I'm assuming they were gonna need to refuel or something like that. Because I don't remember seeing a fuel truck come to the come to the plane in in Vegas. Okay. Which, if you're just gonna go to Denver, it wasn't gonna take a full load anyways. So I feel the plane start to descend into Salt Lake. All right, cool. We'll hang out for a little bit, figure out what's going on. Hopefully we don't have to stay here because I don't know anybody in Salt Lake City. <laughs> so we're going down, going down, going down. And then all of a sudden I feel the plane go. We're going right back up. Well, ah, weird. the old touch and go. No, we didn't even touch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we stayed up. I didn't even see the ground. I'm like, all right, well, so much for that. Uh, this is your captain speaking for the flight deck. It's a little a uh, little windy here in Salt Lake, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna circle around and uh, try that again. All right, uh, I'm starting to lose confidence in you, Chief <laughs> or Captain. Uh, I feel the plane start to descend again. All right, cool. And we get to about the same point, and then all of a sudden the plane comes right back up. <laughs> What the? It's I'm like, like a roller coaster. What the hell is going on here? I felt so bad for <laughs> for my wife. I look over at her, and she's about six shades of green. <laughs> oh, just sitting there, head in the hand, next to the the two older kids. 
Yeah. Just kind of sh- eyes closed, shaking her head. I've got the baby on my lap, and she's like, yay. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> she's on a roller coaster. Yeah, she's having a great time. Yeah, he comes back up. We make it another. I feel the plane start to turn again. Like, is he going to seriously try this again? Or like, what's what's the deal? Like, we, we got to eventually do something. And then a couple seconds later, we hear the bing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain from the flight deck. Uh, we've got some uh, shearing winds here in uh, Salt Lake City, and it's uh, making it a little unsafe to land. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to divert to Boise. Should be on the ground there in about 45 minutes. I love Boise. Yeah, I love Boise, too. I have my grandma there. So I'm like, all right, fine. Well, if, at least at least if if we end up in Boise and you got someone get to, to Denver tonight, we got a place to be, someone to see. It'll be fine. It's cool. Whatever. And my poor son, like, he's old enough. He's eight. He's old enough to kind of understand, like, what's going on. Yeah. So he's kind of like, Dad, this is... Like he, he's ha- you can see him physically having a little bit of anxiety. Aww. <laughs> so I'm having to lean across. Like, hey, hey, hey. Do I look worried? No. Okay. Then you don't need to be worried. If I look worried, then be worried. It's like we're just going on an adventure. We're taking a tour of the western United States. Right. It's so, free. We get to see yeah. all these other cities for free. You can see all this other stuff for free. It's great. So we land in Boise. Get B-O-I, to the gate. For those yeah. of you that... Want to know the airport code? And ding! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain for the flight deck. Uh, we're going to go ahead and refuel here and uh, see uh, if we're going to double check the weather in Denver and see if we can get you there tonight and not have to make you stay here. All right, cool. About 20 minutes later, comes back on and says, Yeah, all right, hey, we got a window. I'm like, this window better be pretty big because I got to tell you, bud. <laughs> I'm losing confidence. <laughs> it's not looking good. Yeah. So eventually they get us refueled, get us back in the air. And the rest of the flight to Denver was fine. But by the time we landed in Denver, we had been on that, that aircraft, that, that specific aircraft for over 12 hours. Oh, my God. You could be in Italy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> what like we could have gone, gone to Hawaii and back. Holy moly. <laughs> so, and and I got I to gotta give it to to my kids because they were they handled it a hell of a lot better than a lot of the adults on that plane that's good so uh, so we so, and that would be great if the story was over there <laughs> but like Billy May says but wait there's, there's more. more so we packed two suitcases one suitcase had toiletries in it oh, the other boy. suitcase had clothes in it all the clothes everybody's so we go down to baggage claim which, if you've ever been to Denver, to the Denver International Airport, you know that you get to ride a train. Oh, so quite, I've never been so, there. So quite literally, this was out of planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> nice. So we get to the baggage claim area. First bag comes off. Grab it. Got one. Perfect. All right. Cool. We'll just wait here. Now wait. Now wait. Now wait some more. And I start to see these bags come on. I'm like, oh, cool. There's the rest of the bags. It's got a different flight number on it. What? Yeah. So the next flight came in, and then those bags started coming off. Okay. I'm like, oh, don't tell me they lost a damn bag. All right. Let well, me they go didn't over. lose it. Let me go over to the freaking customer service people who are just uh... always in a good mood. 
Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I worked midnight shift. Oh, I know. You've been up since and like went, 2 in the afternoon the previous day. straight to the airport. At yeah. this point, I'm You're rocking like 30 hours. I'm, I'm rocking 32 hours. There we go. 32. Yeah. I go, hey, um, are there any more bags coming off of this particular flight? Because I had two. And I only that have many, one. That many. I had this many. I came with this many. I checked this many. But now I only have this many. And and then this many is not good. She's oh crap. Let me check. It it shows it got off the plane. Like, it certainly well, did. Somewhere. I, yeah. Like just don't tell me that it's in Vegas, because I'm gonna lose it. I'm hanging on by a very thin thread, my friend. Uh, just, uh, let me see if maybe it just got stuck in the uh, little ramp thing. I'll have them send some bins up. and Maybe if it did get stuck, it'll knock it loose. Like, Lady, I'm missing the big bag. Your little plastic bins are not going to knock it loose. Right. So they send the plastic bins. The plastic bins come up. Guess what? No suitcase. She's like, I don't know where it is. Like, God dang it. All right, fine. Let's do the little claim thingamajigger. And and get that all, all situated. Started. Yeah, I turn to my wife. And I go, hey, this is the bag we have. Which which bag is this? She looks at it and she looks at me. She goes, it's the toiletries. Perfect. Of course it is. Of course, <laughs> you're gonna be wearing the same clothes for days. So, so by the time we get to my dad's house, it's like two in the morning. We were supposed to land at about 6.30 oh in the my evening. God. Yeah. So we get there. One bag. A trip from hell. Want to yeah. get away? Yeah. <laughs> Save so, money. So they ended up actually finding the bag and delivered it the next afternoon. Oh, oh that's good. But we didn't find out about it. Like in the morning, we were like, well, we're just like, well, let's just go to Walmart. We'll grab some clothes for the day. Yeah. And hopefully, because they said they usually, typically, they find it within 24 hours. So I was like, "Well, let's let's roll with that." And it's it's funny because my wife just came downstairs and she could hear me talking about the story. She just walked over here with, <laughs> like, I I could hear through the headphones her eyes roll. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so they we go and get the clothes from Walmart and then they call us like, "Where the well?" They didn't even call us. They were supposed to call us. They sent an email. Like, we found your bag, and your bag is scheduled for delivery. Great. Let's get that hurried up. <laughs> Back to your house in California. Yeah, no, thank God they actually <laughs> delivered it in Colorado because we would have had to go out and buy even more clothes and then yeah, suitcases to put them in. Right. Just just so that they could be lost. But I was, it was really fun going out there because it's been a long time since I had actually been out to Colorado to visit them. So after... My dad retired. He retired in 2016, and um, they've got like 20 acres out in the uh, out in the country. That's my plan. Yeah, and kind of after that weekend, like I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's yeah. if I can make that happen. Right. So he started up this hobby of. I mean, he's always been a car guy. I'm not car guy, but he's he's always loved like classic cars. He loves restoring them, working on them, and he had like this little well, not little yet. Had like a big shop built. And kind of like how it's the same story as a lot of us who started doing woodworking as a hobby. It starts out as a hobby 
And then more and more people start saying, hey, could you do this? Could you do that? Could you do the other thing? Could you, hey, maybe yeah. try this? And next thing you know, he's built two more shops that are all connected with like a big ass uh, professional spray booth inside oh, one of them. Awesome. Hydraulic lift in another one. Yeah. Nice. I mean, he's got Chevelles for days. Awesome. And and now it is a full-blown, full-time business with employees <laughs> he, and everything. <laughs> did he put a sign up outside? No, he has no sign. That's okay. That was the part where I was like, you should probably like, you should maybe add that. <laughs> what did he do for a living before he retired? He did a lot of stuff. He was, um, I think, right before he retired, he was doing IT stuff for, okay. um, I think, for like a law firm. Can he figure out my Apple problem with the podcast? He, prob- <laughs> he probably could. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and it's it's really cool because he was always one of those that, you know, he was working to provide and not really doing what he wanted to do. And this is the happiest sure. I've ever, good, I've ever good seen him. him. That's where we want to so, be when we retire. Yeah. So that's why so I'm wearing the, uh, mind. their their Boneyard Customs uh, hat. If, and if even you the know shirt, anybody that, the that yeah, if you know anybody that can get me one of those hats. Oh yeah, let me, let I, me know. We can we can find you one. I'm sure there's plenty. So yeah, that's that was about my week. So how was uh how was your week, Mike? So you heard about the mean cat in the last podcast? Did you listen? I did. I did. All right, we didn't have any of those calls. Actually, on Monday, <laughs> I didn't have anything of consequence on Monday, so that was nice. I got nothing for Monday, and just a few things that were kind of entertaining on Tuesday. So we get a call for a female who's trying to get into a building and she might be nuts and she's intoxicated. Why does everybody have to say that that person's intoxicated? It's not against the law to be drunk, right? Well, well, in public, it depends. If If you're so drunk that you can't care for your well-being. Yeah. If you know, if you know that person's drunk, like you've seen them drinking, you, you can smell the alcohol, you know, all that kind of stuff. Don't just assume someone's drunk because they might just be nuts like this woman. I assume everybody's drunk. And I assume everybody's nuts. So this woman, she's off a rocker. She's uh, unfortunately, she's homeless. She's what we call 1096. Crazy, a little crazy. And I, I come up. I don't know why I went on this call. It wasn't my call. I was like the third officer, but I got there first. But whatever. So I make contact. It's funny how that works. I know. <laughs> I make contact with her. And she is so violent to me and rude and yelling at me. I'm like, what are you doing here? I'm here to see my friend. I'm like, can you not yell at me? I'm standing right in front of you. Fuck you. Okay. What's your name? Figure it out. I go, you know how I figure it out? I arrest you and fingerprint you. Do you want to figure it out? Fuck you. I said, listen, just tell me who you're here to see. We'll get you in the building and you can stop bothering people. So then someone that lives there shows up, and I'm like, hey, man, let me in the building. I need to go to this apartment number and ask if this person's there. It's like, okay. Go knock on that door. Ain't nobody in that place, especially named <laughs> the person name she gave me. So we get her to you leave. You mean there was nobody in the apartment called fuck you? No, no, nor huh. whatever the hell else. So we get her to leave, but unfortunately she goes across the street to the Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> and she's just sitting out in front. And the caller came up to my squad, and he's like, hey, 
uh, I don't know what you can do about that. And I'm like, well, she left. That's all we can do. I said, uh, you know, she's not drunk. She's not intoxicated. She is a little bit off a rocker. So she ended up coming back. We left. And then, of course, she goes back. And I don't go this time because I don't want anything to do with it. It's not my problem. <laughs> Once was enough. <laughs> Once was enough. And, of course, the guys talk to her. By the time they get there, she's now once again across the street near the Chase Bank, not on the property. She's no longer causing a scene. And then the one guy says to my buddy, you need to arrest her. And For... the first thing they say, that's the first thing he says when my, one of my buddies show up. And my buddy goes, you don't tell me how to do my fucking job. <laughs> I like your buddy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you need to arrest her. What for, lawyer? What did you what do you know that I don't know? So they go in, they get they get into it. So finally they just leave. They tell the guy to fuck off. And they leave. Yeah. And she doesn't go Sounds back. Sounds about right. Tell me how to do my job. My buddy doesn't play that game. For for those of you listening who aren't cops, <laughs> a lot of times if you're nice and you go, Hey, this person is being a pain in the ass, we'll see what we can do to help you out. Yes. But if all that person's doing is being a pain in the ass and then you try to tell me how to do my job. There's an issue. Bye. Bye. <laughs> nice. Where do you work? Oh, okay. Can I tell you how to make a multi-billion dollar purchase of a Lego company that you don't need? The fuck out of here. All right. So then I, here's a call. I'm, I'm next to my buddy, Danny, and I get this call. See the complainant who has water leaking into his outlet. I'm like, What? Why is that a police call? And, and then she says, we have the fire department on the way. It's like, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I go, please don't send the fire department. This isn't even a fire department call. I don't think. Well, they might be able to help with getting the water off. Okay. Which so would I solve the problem. I go and it's at, we have a bunch of tricky addresses in our town so when we train new guys we have a list of addresses that don't fit our town's so old buildings have popped up the addresses are out of sequence or in this case <laughs> they, they're hidden like this building is, a, is an apartment building with an address of 3848 whatever this main street is if you go to the 3800 block you see 3810 3820 as you're going north, the, the addresses yeah. get you know higher. 3810, 3820, 3750. 30, so, and, <laughs> so behind 3750 is the 3848 building. You can't see it anywhere. A postman, I don't know how they get their mail, whatever. So I'm there. I know exactly where it's at. Guy's outside. He says, uh, yeah, come in my I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I might get electrocuted. He said something about fava beans and something else, Chianti. I don't know. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I go in his dark apartment. He goes, over here in the bathroom. He's on the ground floor. So we go in the bathroom, and on the wall is an outlet next to a sink, or what used to be an outlet, because now there's like duct tape over it and burn marks on the wall. So he, he pulls down the tape, and it's just an open outlet with the wires. And I said, 
where's the outlet that used to be there? And he said, well, my wife was charging her phone and then it started on fire. So we pulled it, everything out and there's water coming into this electrical box where the outlet used to be. So he just like pulled the outlet, shut the power off. I said, did you contact a contractor? Cause this ain't a police matter. I yeah. don't know what, I don't know what to tell you, but so at the same time, the fire department hasn't gotten there yet. He goes, well, I'm on the phone. He rents from the condo owner. So a woman purchased the condo, rents it out to him. She's on the phone. My landlord wants to talk to you. I go, no, no, no. She doesn't want to talk to me. I got nothing to do with this. Okay. Tell her to call a contractor. I got to go find the fire department. They're lost. They're down at 3810. <laughs> They've left the truck. They're walking They're westbound looking for 48, 3848. They get all the way to the end of the apartment buildings and notice there's no 48. Now they're completely lost. So I get on the air and you know, tell dispatch where I'm at and how to find me. And then I walk down the driveway and flag them down with a flashlight. And they're like, what are we doing here? I'm like, exactly. But this is cool. I've never seen this. Got to come see this. This guy's got water coming through <laughs> conduits into an outlet. And so we go upstairs in the apartment above him. I make entry into there. The person was very nice. This is where you go above and beyond, right? I got nothing else to do. And I know I got nothing's going to come out of this. Unless and I, I, and I bet the guy was nice. Oh, he was nice. Yes, he was very nice. See? If you're nice. Right. Things happen. We do more. So Even if we don't have to. He goes, you know, shows the fire department where his self-contained AC unit is. And then they go in the apartment adjacent to his. They check that one. It's dry. I go in the one above his and then the one above that, two floors up. I get into all the apartments above him. All of them are bone dry. I have no idea. I don't know where the water was coming from. I've never seen water dripping into an electrical box where it's piped in with conduit from somewhere. Who the hell knows? But yeah, it's weird. I spent like 40 minutes there. And then I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm, I'm bored. Right, I'm bored now. Right. It's time to go. I got, I got other shit to do. So I left. And then the last call of the night, which was a pain in my ass, it was a hot call. We get a call of a down wire on a car at my buddy's restaurant. And there may be people inside the car. A gray Honda. It's sparking. All right, so we're flying lights and sirens. And I, I get up there. I, now, it's after closing. The restaurant's closed. I'm looking for a gray Honda. I pull into the parking lot. There's one car in the parking lot. It's red. Okay, <laughs> that ain't it. I go around, around the parking lot, go east through the lot, turn north through the other side of the lot. There's not a goddamn car in the parking lot that's gray or silver, nor is there one that has a power line on top of it. So my partner goes, hey, Mike, I'm over here at this location, and there's a gray Honda van here. It's across the street. I'm like, okay, I'll go over there. And apparently that's the caller. So I said, she's driving a gray Honda. I said, what's going on? And she speaks not very good English. She's Polish, I think, or some Slavic. Is, that a, po is that a Polish accent? Eh, this, is, this is a Polish accent. It's no problem. That's Polish. <laughs> that's that's like my Spanish accent of it's okay. See, si. so I said, uh, "Did you call us?" Yeah, I did. Okay, I don't see anything. 
Oh, she walks across the street back to the restaurant with me. And I go, what did you see? I was over there in the restaurant outside having a drink. And I saw this flames on fire or the wire on fire or something. I said, I'm looking at the power lines. Mind you, I worked for the power company that these lines belonged to for 12 years. I know what I'm looking at. There's not one that's down. There's none that are compromised. There's none that are frayed. I'm like, what did you see? I saw this spark and a fire on the power line above the car. And I said, okay. The first question to her. How drunk are you? Well, that was the second question. The first (laughs) question to her was, could it have been like a bottle rocket? Firework. No. No. I said, no. Really? Okay. And then I said to her, this is what I exactly said to her. Have you been drinking tonight? She got so mad at me. Oh, I'm, what am I drunk? Because I don't know what I'm seeing. I said, yes, possibly. Because look, the fire department's there now. They're like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, there's no wires down here. There's no cars. There's nothing. I said, you made us drive here with lights and sirens because you said there was something on fire in a car and it was touching a car. Oh, it might have been. A, I don't think your, your phone caller knows what I'm saying. Communication breakdown. I'm like, yeah, there's some kind of breakdown here. So she got pissed when I asked her if she was drinking and she stormed off. And I looked at the fire department. And I go, OK, we can go. There's I guess we're here. done. I guess we're done. Yeah. Drunk That's people it. get really mad when you ask them if they're drunk. Well, I hoping she wasn't drunk. Because she was driving, and I didn't smell any alcohol. So she was just, I'm just going to say. Mm, mistaken? Mistaken. I'll be nice. <laughs> I'm just going to be nice. All right, that's, what, that's all I got for the weekend. It was very, very, very slow. Monday, Tuesday, thank God. All right, so we're done with that. And uh, unfortunately, we've got quite a few fallen officers this week. So we're going to get into that. You know, last week we had, while we were doing the falling officer segment, you actually texted me. And we have that officer on here as well. So I will go over these. Bay City Police Department in Texas. They lost on July 15th. 2021 detective Juan Alfonso John Delgado and officer or detective uh, Delgado passed away due to complications of COVID. I don't know about you, but Illinois is now seeing a spike in COVID actually really bad. And uh, LA County is already back to requiring masks and okay. Us too. Yeah. We're seeing spikes too, but so That's this is one of many <laughs> officers. Yes. One of many officers that um, passed away from COVID recently on this list. The second one would be Childress County Sheriff Office in Texas. Reserve Deputy Tom Larry Hubler. His end of watch was July 17th, 2021. He suffered a heart attack. He was actually on duty in his car assisting someone when he passed away quietly in his car, which is, at least hopefully it wasn't painful, but um, they said quietly. 
The third one, Shelby County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, Deputy Sheriff Ray W. McCrary Jr. His end of watch was July 20th, 2021. He also died of COVID. That's the second one. St. George Police Department in Utah, Officer Adam Ashworth, end of watch, July 22nd, 2021. He passed away from COVID as well. Clark County Sheriff's Office, Detective Jeremy Brown, end of watch, July 23rd. 2021, he suffered from gunfire. He was killed in an incident by gunfire. Kern County Sheriff's Office, this is the one that you had texted me about, Deputy Sheriff Philip Campus, end of watch July 25th, 2021. He also was shot and murdered in a shooting incident. Selma Police Department in Alabama, Officer Marquise Morer, end of watch July 27th, 2021. He was ambushed at his apartment while on lunch break, four in the morning, and murdered. His girlfriend was also shot. They actually caught that guy. Uh, I just saw an update today that he was, yeah, he's been caught. And the last one is Red Lake Nation Police Department in Minnesota. Officer Ryan Bialki, end of watch July 27th, 2021, from gunfire as well. And we did have one canine that passed away. A Michigan State yeah. Police, canine Rex, his end of watch July 25th, 2021, from my vehicle crash. Do you have anything to add on those, all of those gentlemen and dogs? We actually had another canine the same day, canine Jass. Oh, I didn't Savannah, see that one. From the Savannah Police Department in Savannah, Georgia. Same thing. Okay, uh, from a crash? His handler's patrol car was involved in a crash, and it ended up uh, causing fatal injuries to canine Jass. Well, our prayers and thoughts go out to all of those families, all those departments, and the handlers of the two canine officers as well. Yeah. Don't see a whole lot of uproar over um, Officer Moore's murder. No. Is, uh, uh, right? Because that was planned out. Oh, that was definitely that, planned that, out. That took time, effort, planning. You, you got to so. think that someone's following him around while he's on shift. I think getting his routine because he probably goes home for lunch at the same, relatively around the same time. Yeah, every day we're a creature, right, that, creatures of habit. It doesn't, it doesn't scream like spontaneous. Spontaneous. No, he's just walking down the street and decide to murder a police officer. Yeah. when he's, he's on his lunch break. So I agree. So. All right. But he has been charged with capital murder, so that's and attempted capital murder, or and attempted murder yes. of the girlfriend. Yes. So let's hope that they're down in a state where they'll actually kill this guy. For me, it's eye for an eye. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, fair is fair. We do have 
a number of heroes of the week. Uh, the first one I have uh, was in Alabama. A police chief, a police lieutenant, and a firefighter worked together to get a family to safety. Auburn, Alabama, hello. A team of first responders were hailed as heroes after they made a dramatic rescue during an armed standoff on Sunday, according to WRBL. Police Chief Cedric Anderson, Lieutenant Cody Hill, and firefighter, firefighter Andrew Kaiser used a ladder to rescue several family members who were trapped on the second floor of a home. Police said the incident began as a domestic violence call, an actual domestic violence call, not an argument, that escalated quickly. When officers arrived, a man began shooting at them. Officers returned fire. Then the suspect retreated inside his house, and then SWAT was called out. While all that was going on, this police chief, the lieutenant, and the firefighter grabbed a ladder that the firefighter brought, went to a window on a second floor, got the family out of the house. This is, I can't see doing this. This is amazing. Where's this guy in the house? They don't know, but they go to the window, make contact, get the rest of the family out of the house. Then SWAT goes in once the family was safe and they took uh, the custody, they took custody of the suspect. He was shot and is in stable condition. There's a big group of heroes there. But, yeah. you know, to get a ladder and go up to a window with an armed subject in there and get those people out uh, is amazing to me. Yeah. Very fortunate it worked out that way. Yeah, I've never heard of that before, Brandon, that that's happened. Yeah, it's, I mean. Right, you, have you? I mean, if, you think of, if you think about it from a just totality of the circumstances, like that, it's a big roll of the dice. Hell yeah, it is. So, I mean, good good for them that it worked out. Yeah. But, man. All right. On to the next one. North Carolina. This is, I love this one. These guys are heroes to me because this is what our job's about, and people don't get to see this very often. So, North Carolina troopers take a stranded elderly woman to lunch. So, they didn't save up anybody, but. A pair of troopers went above and beyond to help a woman who ran out of gas along the interstate. So she runs out of gas. Uh, one trooper shows up. A second trooper shows up. They've been identified as Lynch and Collins. That also sounds like a TV show. It sounds like a buddy like cop show. It does. They say two state troopers identified as Lynch and Collins. Apparently, they don't have first names. No. it's Well, their first name is Trooper. Trooper Lynch and Trooper Collins. They sat with the woman in her car. Lynch sat in the woman, with the woman in the car while Coggins went to go get gas. And then when they were done, they invited her to lunch with two other troopers, Troopers Foster and Gibbs. Now, that's a buddy cop show name. Yeah. Foster and Gibbs. <laughs> Next on NBC, Foster and Gibbs. So a fellow diner took a picture of the four troopers and the elderly lady and shared it on Facebook. I just I like the good-hearted stories, too. We don't have to be all about, yeah. you know. It's just... Violence Being a good death. human. Yes. The third one, New York cops and a passerby lift the car off of a baby pinned beneath a drunk driver's car. Did you watch this whole video? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to watch the video. All right. So I watched the video maybe three times before I actually saw what happened on the video. There's a car that turns left. It strikes another car which strikes a parked car. That's all I saw the first time. And then it cuts to body cam footage of everyone inside of this business and a police officer lifting up a car. 
And I'm thinking, how the fuck did this car get in that business? I didn't see it. Watch the video again. Drunk guy makes a left, hits a car. That car hits another car. And I lost sight of where the drunk car went. But I watched it a third time. Drunk guy makes a left, hits a car, bounces off that car, careens towards this building. There's a woman walking across the street, minding her own business, gets hit by the car, ends up on the hood, and then she goes through the building on the car, which then runs over a baby inside the building. Yeah, if you get a chance, watch the video a couple of times and just watch the car that's turning from the top of the screen. So then there's body cameras in there, body cam footage of the officers lifting up this car and then pulling a baby out from underneath it. It's uh, unbelievable. So the video showed an accused drunken driver, accused, uh, veered into a child's unsuspecting mom as she crossed the street with a baby in her arms. Oh, that's where I was wondering where the baby came from because you don't see that on the camera. I saw the mother walking across the street, and I see her get hit and scooped up onto the front of the car. So then they both went through the window. Oh, my God. So anyways, uh, the officers lifting up the car saying, grab the baby. Uh, Officer Fusco. Holy shit, dude. So anyways, if you guys get a chance to watch this video, these are all on policeone.com. So we've got those guys. And then the last one would be, oh, I put this one isn't on your rundown. <laughs> I added this to my own. Fort Worth PD, hello, says a shooter was stoned to death with landscaping bricks. This I saw. You did see this. (laughs) For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Fort Worth, Texas, a group of people stoned a shooter to death with concrete landscaping bricks early Monday morning, Fort Worth police said. Officers responded to a shooting in the 5600 block of Shiloh Drive and found multiple gunshot victims. Police were told there was a gathering in the backyard of a home. Someone got upset, left, and then returned. After an argument, the same attendee who left and returned then, quote, shot at least one person, police said. Other people at the party started chasing the shooter. The shooter turned and fired at other people, police said. A group picked up concrete landscaping bricks and started throwing them at the shooter, like in the movie It. Rock fight! Right. <laughs> Police said at some point the shooter was caught by the group and either fell hmm, or was taken down to the ground, but the shooter continued to shoot. One shooting victim was pronounced dead on the scene. Another shooting victim was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Police said the shooter, who was hit with the landscaping bricks, was pronounced dead on the scene. Names were not yet released. Death by landscaping brick. That's the most Texas story I've ever seen. I absolutely love it. No, usually you say, <laughs> don't, bring a, don't bring a landscaping brick to a gunfight. Well, but, I mean, unless you're in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas. Those landscaping bricks must be huge. Seriously, jeez. So we don't have a badass of the week, although I would like to... Name the officer who lifted the, the car. The stone, the stoners. The, the, might... the stoners. Hey, man, not those kind of stoners, but the yeah. people who stoned Other the stoners. Yeah, I, we'll call the whole group badasses of the week. We don't have names, so we can't send them plaques. Yeah. So, 
That wraps up our law enforcement segment of tonight's show. What do you got on the woodworking side, Brandon? Well, right now we are on the eve of Demo Day. Woohoo! The, is, uh, is Chip Gaines coming over tomorrow? I wish, man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd I want to be, so be friends fun. with Chip Gaines. I do too. I would like. I, I've considered moving to Waco just to try to be friends with him. Yeah, me too. So yeah, we're uh, the kitchen remodel that I've talked about a lot is uh, finally starting. Now that we got the last of our kind of vacations out of the way. Yeah. So now uh, tomorrow I have to go deliver the uh, dowel table. Giddy up! No glue or no screws in that table. Yep. <laughs> so. Was easy peasy. The, the, oh God. It was it was fun and frustrating all simultaneously, but I am looking forward to getting it out of the shop so I have a little bit more room. It was a learning experience. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. So I gotta go drop that off. On the way back, I gotta pick up uh, plywood for the pantry insert yes. that we're gonna do. And uh, how wait, you're picking up plywood. How much does it cost per sheet? Like I'm afraid. Have so you, afraid. Have you checked or no? I did. I think sanded ply is, I want to say like 60 bucks. Oh, it's gone down a little bit. Sheet. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, like like the prices have gone down a little bit, but like birch is still over 90 bucks. I'm looking on my Home uh, Depot app for the price of plywood by me. Yeah, it's, I would say it's high enough that I'm considering MDF. Well, that's that's gonna be really heavy, dude. I know, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> How big is eighteen so, millimeters? Is that like half inch? I don't know. So eighteen millimeter sanded plywood is sixty bucks a sheet, four by eight. Yeah, it's and it's we're it's gonna be out of three quarter inch. Do you have a so, wood store by you? Because I don't. When I build cabinets and stuff, is this gonna be something that's gonna be finished and you're gonna or painted? It's gonna be painted. Okay, so maybe half-inch MDF. It won't be so heavy. Yeah. What are you going to make it? Yeah. You, that's going to be inside the whole pantry? Yeah, so so we have this. Uh, it's called a buffet little area. I had no clue what it was called before. A buffet. Yeah. Hold on, very hold fancy. on. Every time you say buffet, this is what I think of. Is this the man who wrecked a buffet at the Herald Club? That's from <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So... Uh, but what it actually is just a separate counter with cabinets from like it, the rest okay. of the kitchen. Okay. It, it's basically a catch-all area right now. So we are going to remove the uppers, demo out the countertop, backsplash, take out the lowers, and then in that empty void, build a, sh- a built-in shelving unit. And then oh, we're okay. going to build um, panel doors to close it, make it a nice little pantry. So that we actually have a pantry storage area to free up some space in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe three quarter is the best way, but it's going to be so fucking heavy, dude. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I, I, that's what's keeping me from doing MDF. Um, it's nice to paint. Might, you got to get an oil based yeah. um, primer to 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 um, prime it, though. Yeah. So I I'm probably still going to just do the the plywood. Okay. And I don't want to I don't want to do the sanded ply because it's such a rough I know. a rough finish. I don't like it. Here's what I was going to say. But I don't want to but I don't want to spend the freaking 
Well, when I make like um, ninety bucks, when I need plywood for cabinetry or bookshelves and stuff, I go to an actual wood store and I buy maple, you know, maple ply or something, mm-hmm. uh, an actual really nice sheets of plywood. I pay a little bit more, but it's top quality. Every sheet of plywood I've ever purchased from Home Depot warps. Yeah. And you know what? Now that, now that I'm starting to think, because the gears are turning, we do have a lumber yard. They're not, they're not a hardwood dealer, but I, I might roll through there. It's possible. Uh, yeah, we have a place called Owl Lumber. They have a couple locations. None of them are actually near me anymore, but I will drive the hour because not only do they have fantastic hardwood stuff, their sheet, sheet goods are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just really top grade quality sheet plywood that doesn't warp, so it's worth the effort to find it. Yeah, if it's not going to be seen, who cares? Yeah, but that's going to be seen and used. So yeah, but MDF, you know, so. the only bad thing is it's heavy. That's it. Yeah, so that's the big thing that we're going to have going on. Okay, um, we got to use it's uh, it's through. Um, Anna White, she has a, a great YouTube I, channel and yes, blog. Yes, she does. And I've actually got my plans for that bathroom vanity. The, the turned leg bathroom vanity I built was from Anna White's page. Okay. So she has that little um, like shelf helper mm-hmm. thing. So I used that for the design of the pantry insert. Okay. And then got all my dimensions. And instead of having them cut it and, and send it all to me, Got all the dimensions, jetted over to Cutlass Optimizer. Yeah, I love that app. I even have it on my phone. Inputted everything in there. Oh, yeah. Spit out exactly how much I'm going to need, so I, I got to go pick up three full sheets. Okay. That is, whoever then, uh, invented that's oh. a genius. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's, that's my hero of the week. <laughs> you know, I have a buddy <laughs> who I hike with. Yeah. And uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic craftsman. He's a woodworker. He used to be. He used to build homes. He's one of my best friends. He's a sergeant, and uh, he hand built a bunch of bedroom furniture for his son. Beautiful stuff. Never knew about Cutlist Optimizer until one day I said, "Hey, I'm looking to do this job," and I I put everything in this app. He's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Cutlist Optimizer. <laughs> what the fuck is that?" And I go, "Oh, dude, you need this tool. This is the best tool yeah. ever made." So for anybody out there that needs to do sheet good work. I use it specifically for my sheet goods, not for, you know, hardwood stuff, but it lays everything out, all your cuts, numbers them. You, you can print it out on paper. Uh, it tells you all your rip cuts. It's just a fantastic tool. Yeah. And it, it helps cut down on waste. Oh, my God. You use every piece. Yeah. It's, it's great. That's the main thing for yeah. it. It eliminates a lot of waste. Yeah. So I could probably get away with two and a half sheets but i'm going to do three four nah, yeah that, and then all the extra i mean i'll find use for the for the extra I'm sure you need shop furniture a, a bunch of uh beer caddies actually i don't have room for sh- any more shop furniture now that i have my big my big um outfit assembly table yeah i'm i'm pretty well maxed okay. out on space so now it's just kind of finding where i can put some things without having to completely tear down the garage and start from scratch because I do have to share it with 
you know, the kids have their bikes and right. their outdoor play stuff in there. But other than that, I, I've pretty much monopolized everything. And most of the stuff I do is usually pretty small. So I don't need a, a ton of space. Okay. I was thinking about moving my big-ass outfeed table over a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I want to buy that jointer. And it's got like a 72-inch yep. <laughs> in feed outfeed tables. 72 inches. I'm like, where the fuck am I going to put that thing? If I put it on the wall, I want to put it on. You feed from the right side, you know, across. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a wall. I want to put it on a wall that butts up to a wall. I wouldn't be able to get the the long pieces of wood onto it from the right because there's a wall. I don't know. I gotta. <laughs> if I flip it around, then I can come. I can bring wood in from outside the shop. I would see the back of the jointer. I'd have to leave, you know, two feet in front of it between the jointer and the wall where I could walk. But uh, I'd be able to bring lots of long pieces of lumber. I don't fucking know. I'm confused. I want to buy it. Going to work with what you got. I don't want buyer's remorse. (laughs) You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I'm kind of worried about that. But I'll use it, you know, I think. Well, do, do you need a joiner that big? To, I know you want one. Well, the, I have that six-inch benchtop model that is on a wanky cart that scares me when I use it, and I could make the carts, you know, sturdier and shorter, lower to the ground, so it would be more ergonomically correct when I plane stuff, or I'm sorry, when I joint stuff. But I have this big stock, and I'd have to, you know, resaw it down to six inches just to put it on that jointer, and then I'd lose some of the wood. I mean, I could then take that smaller piece that I just resawed and then plane and joint that and then re-glue together. What a pain in the ass that is. It seems like a lot of right. Extra, I just rather extra just, unnecessary steps. I'd rather keep eight inches of wood instead of six inches. Yeah. That two inches makes a big difference. That's what so. she said. We, do we need? Yeah, it does. That's what she said. <laughs> do we need any of the stuff that we have? No, we just like to buy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no, you need it. <laughs> Okay, Absolutely I, I, I guess I need, it. I need I need it, it for the business. <laughs> yes. Okay, thanks. God, my wife listens to the show, man. Oh, in that Absolutely case. Absolutely need this stuff. We need everything that we're talking about. <laughs> so that's uh, a that's, major that... project. You're not going to be in the shop often, are you? Well, most of my shop time is going to be dedicated to this for yeah. the foreseeable future. The nice thing is we're doing this all kind of in stages. So this pantry is the first stage. And then we're going to decide if we're going to jump straight into the epoxy countertops or if we're going to do the um, all the cabinet doors. Yeah, so you'll be in the shop quite a bit making doors. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, be, in a, I'll be in there a lot doing stuff specifically for this. So right. like kind of like these these like custom things that, I've been doing with like the dowel table or, or some of this other stuff that takes a lot of like brain power <laughs> to huh? figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are going to be pretty much put on hold. Um, I'm still planning on doing like if people order flags, you know, bottle openers. You know, oh, you're still going to take orders. smaller things. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just stop, you know, taking orders cause this is going to be, this is going to be a kind of a process, but it's not going to be big stuff. Like probably the biggest stuff I'll do are, are flags, right? I just got more so orders I'm, in, which I haven't started. I can't seem man. to get away from doing flags. You, 
you're in high demand. I stopped. I guess that could be a good thing. I stopped. Uh, one of my friends that I graduated high school with, she's been she's been like the person that organizes all the get togethers for our class of uh, 1984. Um, so she had you graduated <sighs> high school before I was born. I know. Just want to just want to point that out. So did many other people that, you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, so she said to me, hey, we're all going to be at a bar in the town where you work as a police officer. Can you make it? And I said, no, I'm actually working that night, but I'll swing by. I can make it that way. So I went there. My brother-in-law was there, and I got to see a bunch of people from high school I haven't seen in probably since I graduated. And then uh, my friend Jamie said, I need a flag from you. Her son is a Marine. I'm like, okay. I said, what size do you want? You know, 37 inches or the smaller ones. She goes, well, how much do they cost? And then I told her. And she goes, well, I'll pay the price for the large one, but I just want the smaller one. I go, what? No, that's not how it works. I'm not going to charge you the price for a large yeah. flag and then make a small flag for you. All right, all right. Then I'll just buy four flags from you. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever. It's your money. But just... Yeah, okay, so there's four more I got to do on top of the ones I already have on order. Sounds like you should have just let her pay you the big flag money for the one small one. one. Good job. You created more work for yourself. Once again, (laughs) police officer, got to be honest, right? Uh, That's how we do things in our field. I have. I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure her her son will appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure. So I got. I don't know if you were done telling me about your your kitchen stuff, but. Uh, well, that's that's pretty much all that we're going to be. Okay. All we're going to be doing, at least right now. I mean, we're still. We haven't really gotten too many orders, so I think right now we're kind of doing more administrative planning things as far as, you know. I think we've kind of decided we're going to, instead of going Etsy and paying Etsy yeah, to sell our own product, we'll probably go through Squarespace. I started a Squarespace. Create our own thing. Yeah, and it seems like they gave me one day to fucking put together a website. Oh, geez. I, it's like, <laughs> design a website, blah, blah, blah. You've got 24 hours. I'm like, what? I, so I, I, I need more time. <laughs> Here's my issue with a website. I want to build one. I've already changed my name once. Was the Midnight Handyman. Now I'm the Midnight Maker. In nine months, I'm no longer going to be on Midnights. So do I, I have a question for you. Do I change the company name now to like, you know, Marazzo Woodworking, Marazzo Bullshit, whatever, or name it after my kids, like my son's name's Hunter. My daughter's name is Morgan. Is it like combine the names? Hunmo, I think H&M is already taken. H&M Woodworking? <laughs> Got a feeling you'd get a cease and desist letter. Or Hunmore? Hunmore? Hunter Morgan? Hunmore? I, I, I think if you do change it, yeah. Marazzo Woodworking would be the way to go. Yeah, so I got to, I have to decide this like, it's going to change in next May. Why not do it now? Right? Well, why not just keep Midnight Maker? That's what that's that's what people know you as. I guess. Yes, you're not on Midnights anymore, but this was <laughs> born on more on Midnights. Okay. That's 
the heritage of it. I'm just thinking of the branding aspect, and I guess if people know my moon and the MM, so it could just be Mike Morazzo yeah. working, I can still keep the same logo. You you could. All right, I'll just yeah, keep I guess if, Midnight yeah, Maker. If, I mean, I think you're, again, I think you're creating more work for yourself than you need. How about some feedback from some of our listeners? Send all me three a, of them? All three. Send me a DM <laughs> or an email and let me know if I should change my name, keep my name, use my name, whatever. Why don't you, in an effort to solicit even more of a reaction or yes. input, you could just launch a, a poll on the old Instagrams. Yeah, I, I will. So my point was, I went on Instagrams this week, and I made a link tree in my profile because I see everyone's nice. everyone's got one. So I don't have one. I don't I, have promo codes or anything. I don't have promo codes yet, but instead of just having a link to my Etsy page, I now have a link tree: Etsy, YouTube, Facebook. Back to YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I've had a YouTube channel for many years. It's I have a pretty decent one. I haven't. I I appreciate it. I took a bunch of stuff off, and I'm going to be removing some more of the bullshit. I need to film a new trailer and a new shop tour video. But I've got a bunch of projects lined up for my buddy Dan, uh, cutting board, and then he's gonna. We're doing a custom knife display that uh, we just drew up the other night at work. So I'm going to start doing YouTube content again. I'm just trying to get back into it. Because you don't it. have enough going on. I have nothing going on. <laughs> Not, no, all the time in the world. All the time in the world between Instagram and podcasting and work and shop orders. I need to. I got all this gear I bought for my YouTube stuff too. A new camera, all that stuff. And I haven't used any of it. Actually, the camera was a gift from my daughter. And now I'm using it for our webcam as a webcam for our, our thing. So this week, I created a YouTube channel for this podcast, which people can find at Handcuffs and Sawdust. It's the and sign, not the word and. Yes. If you use the word and, you will not find it. Correct. And I think I actually need to upload a video before it actually starts going. Now, you found it. You and Don found yes. it. Yes. Well, I found, I found the live or I found the stream. That's scheduled for Friday. Oh, that was supposed to be and this then, broadcast. Now I have to delete that because <laughs> I couldn't. And then I clicked on that and it goes, hey, just click here to subscribe. Oh, okay. So I was, we were going to stream this episode as well through this open source, open broadcast source software, which absolutely sucks. I'm having a problem with it. So I'm going to end up, I think what I'm going to do is pay the upgrade fee to Squadcast. We will get this recording, and I can just post this on our YouTube channel. I don't have to stream That'll live work. or nothing. I just I download the recording, post it and on then YouTube. Click upload. Yes, so that's what I'm going to end up doing: paying for the extra for Squadcast, and then that will go right over to YouTube. I wanted to do some kind of streaming thing. Now we can still stream live on our YouTube channel for this show. If we do any special events or something where we're not, where we can take calls, you know, or take questions live, we can still do that in the future at some point. But I'm going to figure out the streaming software and actually Maybe upgrade. Maybe by episode 100. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> episode 50. Okay. 
So episode then, fifty, we'll say well, episode fifty Bonanza. We'll have but, yeah. we'll get a Zoom call in with as many people as we can find. Maybe some of our favorite guests. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> and then I went on to try and I was going to load up all of our IG live videos onto our YouTube channel. And that would be you can't a good thing. You can't download them. Well, then that's that's sad. So the only thing I can do is screen record them on my phone. And then save that video. So while we're doing the IG lives, I should start recording on my screen recording on my phone, and then I can then upload them to YouTube. So yeah, or you could just screen record them after the fact, like just have it play and right. I might I'm gonna have to do that with all the old ones. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And they're like thirty minutes long, so just put the phone down, let it record. Yeah. Okay. Good to get dumb. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Speaking uh, of dump, this has turned into know. a dumpster fire. <laughs> Uh, as far as projects in my shop go, uh, I'm finishing up five more bottle openers because now I'm the bottle opener king. And, and now you have four flags. Five flags on order. Oh, plus those four, that's nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last night I stained some poplar that I'm going to engrave with a badge and a patch for that big six-foot flag. Okay. Six-foot flag? Five-foot flag. What's 60 inches? I think inches? it was a five-footer. 60 inches is five feet. Yeah. All right. So for the five foot flag, uh, I have, I'm going to be engraving those tonight. I think I'm going to edit the podcast over the weekend at work so I can get some shop time done tonight. Nice. I actually found a new use for uh, my laser laser. So I was just scrolling through. I think it was Facebook. And uh, one of these laser groups said like, Hey, do you think that we could like engrave on, these wooden cell phone cases. Of course. I saw you made some of those. I, yeah. I actually made one. Um, I, cause I put it out there on, on a, on Instagram. Yeah. I said, Hey, is this a decent idea or is this, or am I an idiot? Well, and you and four other, <laughs> I only said idiot. Cause I, I was... think just wanted to call me an idiot. <laughs> yes. That's why I said idiot. But, uh, one person, did reach out and said, this is awesome. I would love to be a test case. Awesome. So ordered up the, um, the, uh, phone case off of Amazon, got that here. And then, I mean, you talk about freaking anxiety of like leading up to, to engraving this. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know how far the laser was going to burn. I didn't know how thick the veneer was on the phone case. So I, I, I had like these really thin offcuts from a cutting board I was doing that had walnut that I grabbed. And I was like, well, okay. let me just do a test burn here. Engraved just a quick little thing on it. And it didn't burn through. So I was like, all right, cool. I either am about to waste 20 bucks or this is going to work. <laughs> See, <laughs> I don't say waste 20 bucks. Invest $20 in your idea. Yeah. I just don't like screwing stuff up especially if I pay money. So I want to give a quick little shout out to um, Hetty J. You can find her on Instagram at love Hetty J. She got friends or I, yeah. So I sent it out to her. I don't know if she's gotten it yet or not, but she got a Walnut uh, phone case with her logo uh, custom engraved on it. it. It actually turned out really nice. It did. It looks great. So, so I was really happy with how that came out. And then, I actually have a, a woodworker of the week 
Oh, yay. Is that a shout out so, or a woodworker of the week? Uh, a shout out. We'll go with a shout out. Okay. So, and this is a repeat. He was my very first Pete repeat woodworker of the Greek on, uh, on the show. But David Miller over at D Miller. Designs. Oh, I love so David. this. This, this dude is all things, uh, lasers. So I had reached out to him and said, because he just got the, um, the new, uh, Ortor, uh, laser master pro. Oh, sounds yeah. fancy. So yeah, it does. So, uh, what I didn't know is that the new one, cause I, I was thinking of upgrading my module from the little seven watt up to the 20. So I was kind of picking this. How much about is it. that? Go, yeah, I think it, it's so if, if you were to buy the whole system, you know, brand new, it's about I think I ended up paying about two, three hundred dollars. It depends on where you get it from. If you get if you go through Amazon, you're going to pay more, but you're going to get it faster. I thought if you uh, you could upgrade, I was wondering what the upgrade was. Yeah. So just upgrading the module. Yeah. Is like a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, OK. Which, so it's not bad. Uh, and it just, it's plug and play. It goes right in on the old machine. You just take the old laser off. So I told him, yeah, I was thinking about getting the um, the Pro, but the uh, the new one is a 24-volt. Okay. And the old Laser Master 2 that they just um, upgraded from runs 12-volt. So they actually make a 12-volt version of okay. the new module. Huh. So I was going to get that one. He goes, well, hey, I have a 15-watt, the kind of middle ground one, that's just in my shop taking up space and collecting dust. Do you, do you want it? Awesome. Yeah, sure. Tell me how much you, yeah, tell me how much you want for it. He goes, no, no. Yeah. It's do you just want collecting it? dust. Just yeah. I'm here. Here is address. Awesome. So he sent that out to me. That was super, you know, nice of him. And Very cool. He's He is always willing to help people that reach out to them and have questions about the laser or anything. So just one of those genuinely good people in the community that I think we like, need I think more should of. be recognized more. Right. Cause we have, we do have a ton of great people in this community um, that go above and beyond to help people out. So I think it's important to recognize them as, as often as we can. Well, I have also, a uh, shout out. So this shout out goes to my buddy, Sean, Sean M at woodworks, but his wood is spelled W U D. And then a W E R K S woodworks. See what he did there. He's got the play on. <laughs> wood. Uh, Sean is awesome. He does a lot of awesome flags and he does, Cornhole boards. I hate that name, cornhole boards. Uh, but he does some it's a fun game, though. It, it is a fun game. It just needs a new name. But <laughs> Sean does amazing work. And we've we hooked up about oh, about a year ago. You know, we got to know each other. And since I do a lot of flags, I think for some reason, somehow I'm known in the flag making part of Instagram. I don't Well, I, I, I mean. It's the only you thing have I have a pretty solid following, dude. Yeah, I do. Uh, and I learned a lot. I've learned some stuff from Sean. He's uh, shared some ideas with me and, you know, we've gone back and forth. So if you guys get a chance to check out 
a really good guy. Check out Sean. It's S-H-A-W-N. Shawan. Kind of like Sean Dunstan. Shawan. Shawan. At uh, Woodworks. W-U-D. And then there's a lot. The dash. Works. W-E-R-K-S. What's that dash called? Just check it out. A dash? Lime green. <laughs> Lime green logo. I know, I, know what, I know what you're talking about, but I, I think that's just a dash. Okay. I think it's just a fancy, fancy dash. Fancy dash. I just wanted to also say I'm that it. Um, his friend and his, his pet had to cross the Rainbow Bridge this week. Rider. Nah, so, man. Yeah, I want to say I'm sorry to Sean for losing his his one of his best friends today. Or not today, but this week. So that's what I got, man. Uh, what is it with you with the depressing stuff today? What? I'm sorry. Are it's, you okay? It's, is everything okay? It's called life. <laughs> life is depressing. That's that's what people say. Yeah, life is depressing. I'm. It is what it is, you know. So, so let's uh, let's be upbeat. We got some good things. We got YouTube channels coming back. We got YouTube channels being created. We've got link trees uh, going on in my uh, bio. But you have a link tree. You've got. You're back. <laughs> you had a fantastic 12-hour voyage to a state that should have taken two hours to go to. It was an adventure, a 12-hour adventure. adventure. So, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Everything's good. I'm hungry. I want to get. It's it's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go eat something. So, uh, do you have any words of wisdom to spew to our listeners? I've never once spewed wisdom in my life. Amen to that. So let's, let's not start now, but if by chance somebody has a question, like how the hell do we keep doing this? Not why we keep doing it, but yeah, no, because we don't know the answer to that. one. Right. (laughs) It's just become a habit at this point. It is a habit. (laughs) Send your questions to either Mike or I on Instagram. You can send them to Mike at, at MM midnight maker. Or you can send it to me at Full House Woodworking. Or you can send it to the show over at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. Or email it to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. Even include a and voice. And Mike, where can they find the show? They can find the show on every podcast platform possible except for Apple. <laughs> now, one of our listeners listens on Apple Podcasts. Yet, matter of fact, bear with me because I'm going to go right to our Instagram page, to our Instagram page to the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast Instagram page. Right, I'm going to go to the Apple Podcast app right now on my phone. Right, you do that because um, Nelson did it last week and couldn't find it. So here in our messaging, messaging, messaging? Is that what Let I me said? ask you a quick question. Yeah. When you signed up on Apple, did you spell out and, or is this like YouTube where you use the little, I think it's called an ampersand? I use the ampersand because it's what it's in our logo. Let's see. Uh, so, nope. David Franklin, <laughs> you can't find it, right? No, I do not see it. Not on Apple. Not on the Apple Podcast app. Okay, so David Franklin of Five Sixteen Woodworks, who has contributed some questions and stuff, he sent a screen picture. I'm going to put this up to the camera so you can see it. He says, "Just listen to episode eight. This is you know a few weeks ago." You guys are on Apple Podcast. That's how I've been listening the last week. And here's a picture of 
is listening on Apple. What the f- So I don't know why no one else can find it on Apple. I have no idea, dude. That's beyond confusing. I, I know our listeners I'm don't need to listen so to this part, but I'm I want it to be on Apple. No, no, everybody. no. They're gonna sit through this confusion too. <laughs> yeah, I might edit this out. I don't nope, nope. I, I say it stays. Okay. <laughs> Handcuffs and sawdust podcast, maybe? Did we not add that? Do we add that? No, I don't I have yeah, no, no idea. I, I don't, don't own an Apple. So except for my computer. So so weird. So I gotta find out how he's if he's he's gonna be listening to this show, so he can send me an email and tell me how he's how he found it and where he's listening to it on Apple. Yeah, I need I need answers. I need I need help. Well, I thought that was implied. <laughs> no matter where you get your podcast, remember new episodes drop on Wednesdays at midnight. Central time. Midnight Central Time, that's right, because that's the only so time that So if you're counts. on the West Coast, get it 10 p.m. That's Tuesday right. evening. As you get it first. As soon as you get in your squad. All right, we're out of here. Be uh, safe in the shop. I call it a squad. I call it a patrol car, because that's what it is. It's a squad. Peace. It's a patrol, patrol car. Patrol car.